Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. Someone has said that prayer can do anything God can do. I understand what they mean by that because through prayer we access an all-powerful God and we see the Lord work in ways that man could never work. But I think it's very important we understand that prayer is not us forcing our will on God. In other words, it's not me doing something I want to do. It's not me getting God to do something I want him to do. Instead, rightly viewed, prayer is me getting in step with what God wants to do. Uh, Prayer is not me getting my will done in heaven. It is rather me saying, Lord, we want your will to be done here on earth. It's dangerous to view prayer through some humanistic lens where it's all about us. Did you know you can be even narcissistic about your prayer life? And it can be very self-centered. And we ask amiss to consume it on our own lust. That's not prayer. No, prayer is me saying to the Lord, Lord, we want your glory. We want your name to advance. We want your work to move forward and your will to be done. That's the way Jesus taught his disciples to pray. And it is the way we all must learn to pray. We're picking up our study today in Acts chapter 16, right where we left off, at a prayer meeting. In verse number 13, the Bible says, And on the Sabbath we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. So Paul and the missionary team did what they very often did when they came into a place where they wanted to get the gospel and begin a church. They found people that, at least initially, had some religious interest. You start with whoever you have. In this particular incident, it was a group of women who had gathered on this Sabbath morning in a place that had been designated for prayer. So get the picture. Here's a group of praying men showing up at a prayer meeting where there's a group of praying women. (laughs) So uh, you have these apostles who've been seeking the Lord's direction, uh, trying to obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit, And God leads them by divine appointment to this riverside where there's a group of women who are seeking God for themselves. They don't have all the light. They don't have all the truth that the apostles have at this point, but they're open to God. They're interested. We always must begin with the people God gives us. Start right where you are. Stop waiting on things to get easier or a larger group to show up or a better delegation and start with the people that are right in front of you. That's exactly what they did. They sat down, and they just started speaking to these women. And then it gets very exciting, because in verse 14, the Bible says, And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized and her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. Now, there's a lot going on here. In fact, there's a lot you can see and a lot you cannot see. For example, 
Do you remember earlier in Acts chapter number 16 when Paul and the missionary team wanted to go into Asia to preach the gospel, and the Holy Spirit said no? Remember this, when the Holy Spirit says no, it's because there's always a greater yes. When the Holy Spirit stops you from doing something, it's because there is something much better the Lord has. Uh, There's a a much better path. God always knows best. I imagine these good men probably scratch their head and say, I wonder why the Holy Spirit wouldn't let us go into Asia. Surely he loves the Asian people. Surely he wants them to hear the gospel. Of course. But remember, the Lord has his way. The Lord has his methods. The Lord has his perfect time, and his way is always best. Well, this is amazing. Uh, They're redirected, you'll remember, into Europe. And uh, that's not because God loved the Europeans any more than he loved the Asians, and I'll prove it to you. When they get into Europe, they come to the city of Philippi. That's where we geographically are at this moment in Acts chapter number 16. The woman that gets saved there is not from Philippi. She's from Thyatira. Why is that important? This is powerful. This woman was Asian. Do you know where Thyatira was? Thyatira was not located in Europe. Thyatira was located in Asia. So get this beautiful picture in your mind. The Lord had brought this woman from Thyatira to Philippi, from Asia to Europe, and then brought these gospel preachers right to the riverside where she was. Here's a businesswoman, a wealthy woman, no doubt. She's trafficking in, uh, in purple, dyed garments. It was very lucrative business in that day. Here's a wealthy woman who's searching for something, seeking God, and the Lord brings the gospel right to where she is. So in one divine appointment, God gets the gospel to Europe and to Asia at the same time. I think it's very important to see the beautiful progression here that it doesn't begin with preaching, it begins with praying. I hear a lot of people saying that we need better preaching today. I think we need better praying. And if we had better praying, maybe we'd have better preaching. And if we had better praying, maybe we'd get more out of the preaching that's already being done. And maybe we would see a greater power attend the preaching that we're hearing if we had more prayer going on. I've marked in my Bible in verse 13 where prayer was wont to be made. Oh, I want that to be true of my life. I want to be in the place of prayer. I want my house to be a house of prayer. I want my life to be a life of prayer. I want everywhere I go to be a a place set aside where I commune with God. Because here's what I know. Every good thing and all of God's work grows out of prayer. In fact, let me show you three things that grew out of this prayer meeting. First of all, out of this one prayer meeting, first of all, prayer provided an open door. God opened the door for the gospel. Not just an open door for them to speak, that was true, but the most important door that's ever opened is the door of the human heart, and only God can open that. And in Acts chapter 16, verse 14, the Bible said of this woman that her heart, the Lord, had opened. I pray this in meetings very often. Lord, I can give the message. I can deliver what you've told me to say, but you must open the heart. Maybe you need to pray that for some Lydia that you know at this moment. As we pray, God provides open doors. And then secondly, not only does God provide open doors, but God prepares people. You see how God had been working on both ends. God had been getting the apostles ready, and God had been getting this group of women ready, and others there in Philippi. God's always tilling up the soil so the gospel seed can go in deeply and bring forth much fruit. And how does that happen? It happens as we pray. 
And then one more thing. We, we stopped in verse 15 with the victory that was won, but the battle goes on because in verse 16 it says, And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. We'll return to this part of the story in our next study. But don't be surprised that prayer, the same prayer that provides open doors and prepares heart, will also provoke the devil. Because every time God is working, Satan is fighting. Everything Christ builds, the devil tries to tear down. So as you pray, remember this, you're entering a battlefront. You're on the spiritual uh, war zone, and there is warfare going on all around you as you pray. But, oh, my friend, the miraculous power of God that is seen as we pray. You begin to pray and watch God work. Though no more scripture is being written, The story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before He ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why Enjoying the Journey exists to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel, whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website. Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey, but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.